Hello and welcome to PlayStation Unchained. I am your host, Ben. I have gone through vocal reconstruction surgery because I wanted to sound less British. Because all the women love me if I sound British and it scares me. Does that work for you, Ben? I think it's it works. You should do Gary. that. <laughs> what? You don't sound like Mario? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Thank you for that. <laughs> now, I am your host today, Gary. Ben is still here, though, but I will be hosting this spectacular episode of Unchained, where we have first hands-on information about the PS5 from Japanese YouTubers, who were the first to get to play it, I guess, well, besides Jeff Keenley. Um... It's going to be fun times. Some good news today. Ben, are you excited for today? Yes. Why? Yes, I am. Because I'm hoping we PS- eventually talk about Genshin Impact. Oh, we will. <laughs> we will. In my opinion, one of the biggest surprises of the year, for sure. <laughs> it's good to have you here, Ben. How have you been? I'm not bad, thank you. How about you? Oh, you know, just trying to get through, you know... These next few months with the election coming up. <laughs> and, you know, oh. a virus that's killing people in the six-digit numbers at this point. That's right, if anyone's even alive to be voted in. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. The times we live in. 2020 for the win. But we're not alone. It get worse. <laughs> yeah. We're not alone, though. Alfonso! Hello, hello. Is here. How is it going, Alfonso? It goes well, besides the fact that I'm frustrated because Crash is pissing me off. Yes, Crash 4 is about time. It's a fun game, but it's a very frustrating game. And it makes me want to just break my damn controller. Break all four of my controllers. As the interwebs say, get good, man. Yeah, true. <laughs> True, I hate true, that true. shit. I hate it so much when they say that. <laughs> but I'm trying to keep my sanity insane because, you know, as you know, we're a month away until the PS5 is released. So, and then you can yeah. break all your controllers. Yeah, then I can break all my controllers. <laughs> sure, if that's what you're into, you weirdo. <laughs> <sighs> But let's get into some news, shall we? It's been an interesting week. Uh, Let's start off with some Spider-Man, shall we? Um, Spider-Man Remastered was announced back when the last State of Play event was, or the PlayStation 5 event. But we didn't really know much about the Remastered. We know that it's coming to PS5. You don't get to upgrade your PS4 version to the Remastered one, because essentially it's kind of its own game at this point. Um, but they've released some information about it, which is good because we needed to know information. Um, 60 frames a second gameplay now, which is awesome, as we know. Um, the big thing is that they have gone in and replaced and remodeled the facial capture of Peter Parker. 
So the actor who did the mocap or the facial capture is being replaced by a new one who looks way more like Tom Holland now than yeah. the last one did. Um, other stuff, obviously ray tracing is being added, new photo mode features being added, uh, spatial 3D audio. They released some amazing screenshots of the reflections that Spider-Man has on the building now. It looks incredible. It essentially looks like a, like a PS5 game. Uh, built up from the ground up. It's also been in development for about a year now. Um, and they're also adding the uh, Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man costume into the game as well. So, Alfonso, you're a huge Spider-Man fan. You're a I fan am. of the game. I am. Are you excited for this remaster now? Yes and no. I'm I'm excited everything with the, the 60 frames, the new, you know, Andrew Garfield suit, the race face and all that. Yeah, boom, great. All for it. The face, I'm bothered with the face. Just because I'm so used to 2018's face with the story, doing you know, playing story, side quest, future deal all of the three DLCs. Is it is throwing me off because that's the only thing change. I understand if they, you know, recap certain, you know, Doc Ock, Mary Jane, his aunt, you know, certain other characters like um, Hammerhead and stuff like that. But it's just him. And I get it because it is his game. But it just, it just feels off and weird to me. Now, and it also bothered me because, again, there's a lot of people who won't get PS5 because they don't have the money because of COVID. But they're stuck with PS4. They're stuck with that old PS4 version. So when they see this, they, they're feeling left out because, oh, I can't play the newest version of this old 2018 Spider-Man game. I'm stuck with this one. So if you just had the other features, like the 60 frames and all that, then I think they will let it slide because obviously the PS5 should be able to do that. But this new face is like you're playing with a new character. Even though the story is still the same, the suit's still the same, you're seeing his you seeing him with the same dialogue but a different face. So I feel like they're being left out on this. So I don't think that's fair to people who's not an upgrade. Will I get it? I'm still not gonna get it. I show Shannon the video and she's gonna get it. She's definitely gonna get it. As for me, no, I'm not gonna get it. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, I'm not. It is not enticing me to oh go upgrade and spend seventy dollars to get you know because you know when you upgrade you spend seventy for both miles around and this. So yeah, I'm not gonna get it. No. Oh yeah, it, I should mention that the uh, original PS4 version is not gonna get an update to replace Peter Parker. So the PS4 version is gonna remain as is with the actor that they have. Uh, the reason they gave is they pretty much said that they recast it because the voice actor who plays Peter Parker, uh, his voice just matches the face that they chose this time instead of the last one, which for me was one of the problems. I mentioned this back when I first played Spider-Man. Uh, I said that he just doesn't look like a Peter Parker to me. Um, and maybe it's the look or the voice, but it just didn't 
mesh for me. Maybe it's because I've been overexposed with, you know, uh, Tom Holland and uh, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, where they're pretty mm, much yeah. very yeah. young. The Spider-Man we had in the Spider-Man game looked like he was maybe in his late 20s, early 30s. The way I always see Spider-Man is in his 20s, early 20s at least. And that's what this Peter Parker looks like. He looks more like he's in his early 20s. Uh, I don't know if that's how they wanted it to be, like a young Spider-Man, because he looks very experienced in the game. Um, but I, that's the thing. I thought that I thought that was the the role that the the, the route that it was taken. Oh, you haven't. He's already established as Spider-Man because they didn't do the whole backstory. He's already experienced Spider-Man. So, okay, so you make him a little older because he already been through it. So them showing this younger version is like, what was the point? For me, the thing is, I don't care if they showed me an origin story. If you don't know Spider-Man's origin story, it's just like Batman. I'm tired of seeing Batman's origin story in every movie, in every adaptation. I know what it is. I don't need to see it every single time. And it's the same thing with Spider-Man. I know what it is. I don't need to see it. The way I see this game, I see this Spider-Man maybe in the second or third year of being Spider-Man. Quite Mm, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's how I see the Spider-Man. So I still feel like he's young, but he knows kind of what he's doing. Um, but yeah, uh, Ben, what are your thoughts, though, on this remastered? Does this make you want to play Spider-Man again? I mean, yes, because I never actually completed it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, And I never played the DLC, so yeah, I'm excited to give it a try. Um, I'm probably not going to get it at launch. Because mm-hmm. you can't buy it separately, you have to buy it with Miles Morales, which is fine. Um, I find it funny that nobody, everyone's complaining about that so much on at least certain forums that for some reason they're annoyed that they can't buy the Spider Man, even though clearly most of them will want, um, you know, Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I will wait, but yeah. I am definitely. I think definitely think it's a pretty looking game, and I definitely like the ray tracing effects they added. And I'm more. I'm really hyped for uh, what's it now, for the next Spider-Man game. You know, the official Spider-Man two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, um, I am definitely more interested in buying the Ultimate Edition now uh, and playing this Spider-Man. Like, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Spider-Man game. Like, it was good, but I had issues with it. Uh, but now I, th- I think I want to give it a second shot because obviously they are able to do so much more now with it. Um, taking a lot of the improvements they probably added to Miles Morales and making those improvements in this remastered as well. Um, I may as well get two games for the price of one, which is essentially yeah. what I'll be doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So why the hell not? Like, I'm sure if they eventually release remastered individually, it's probably going to be like $40. So... Oh, yeah. I may as well just get both of them for seventy and save myself forty bucks that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm. It's definitely pretty cool, and I am excited for the um, Amazing Spider-Man suit for sure. Um, people wanted it for a while; they didn't know why they didn't include it uh, back when the original one came out. But wait, is it, wait, it's the first one. It's from the first movie or the second one? Uh, I think it's... Doesn't he have the same suit from both of them? No. Andrew Garfield? No. 
I don't know that. It just says the Amazing Spider-Man. The, the first one is kind of different. The second one is more like from the iconic Spider-Mans, but the, the first one is a little altered. Yeah, I have no idea. The release just says the Amazing Suit from the Amazing Spider-Man movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they also announced the pre-orders uh, for Miles Morales. You get the awesome, the awesome tracksuit of Miles Morales that I want so bad. That is definitely <laughs> a, a badass incentive in my opinion. I love the tracksuit. Probably. Did you see it? Did you see the picture of it? I yeah. So. Yeah. It, it's it's alternate color. So you know how Miles Morales suit is black with the red. Yeah. Um, the tracksuit is mostly white, but the head and chest area is a little bit black with the red on the oh, white. Wow. Cool. Oh, I will post it on the Discord for you. Me Nike. Yeah, it looks real good. Yeah. So yeah, Spider-Man Remastered launching with Spider-Man Miles Morales and the PlayStation 5 November 12th. Mm-hmm. Excite. Be excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, really quickly, um, it leaked. That I want to talk about it because this is my favorite, one of the my favorite game in the franchise. Uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit remastered has been rumored for a while. Yes, yes. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, a PS3 game, rumored for a while, leaked for a little bit, uh, leaked again yesterday with the official box art, some screenshots, and the official release date of November sixth. Alfonso. Yes. You're a fan of Need for Speed sometimes. I am. Did you like Hot Pursuit? I. This is PS3. So what was that? what was that? What was what was after Pursuit? Did he come to PS3 too? There was another one besides Pursuit on PS3. There's Hot Pursuit Two, and there's Need for Speed Heat. So yeah, it was Heat. Yeah. Um. I. Overall, Need for Speed Underground is my favorite. That's that's my favorite out of the series, but Pursuit would be my second. I didn't really play um, Heat and the other ones that came towards PS4 because like Rivals and all that. I didn't really care for. It. I didn't care for the story. I didn't care for the customization, the races. This felt repetitive. But Pursuit, yeah. If this is true, I'm definitely getting this day one. I love Pursuit. I love Pursuit, and I love Pursuit too. So if, yeah, if they remaster this, yeah, I'm definitely getting this. Same Z's. I absolutely loved Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. is my favorite Need for Speed. Besides, maybe Heat. Heat was really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, mostly because it's very arcadey. It's not open mm-hmm. world. It's just yep. racing with cops, mm-hmm. and it's awesome, and it's 150 miles an hour, and you just wreck shit, and it's awesome. Yes. So I'm very excited about this. I'm pretty sure it's real so just like i'm pretty sure the mass effect trilogy is real but until it's announced it's still a rumor ben do you care about need for speed at all no i don't care at all (laughs) (laughs) i figured i just wanted to mention it because i love it and yeah it's great so there Uh, speaking of Need for Speed, PlayStation Plus games for November were announced. We are getting Need for Speed Payback. You can throw up whenever you want. 
and Vampire. Ooh. A horror game, in a way. Did we um, get that really bad review? Or am I thinking of a different game? You're thinking of a different game. We gave it, I, I think, did. like a 7, I believe. Vampire. Um, ben, have you played yeah. any of those games? I'm guessing, okay, have you played Vampire? I know you didn't play Payback. No, no I played either. <laughs> Are you excited to play Vampire? You know what? A little bit. A little really? Bit. Because it's free? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to try Payback? Well, yeah, it's free. <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. <laughs> Alfonso. Thoughts? Yeah, no problem with that. Alfonso. This this is this is this is why I like PS Plus, even though I'm not a fan of Microsoft. This is why I like Game Pass. There are certain games that I want to play, but can't justify paying full price for it, even if it's discounted. Can't justify because I know if I play it, I'm not gonna finish it. Vampire and per and um Payback were these games that I wanted to buy and just couldn't. And now that they are for Plus. I have no problem because I'm not losing anything. It's part of my subscription. I could play it whenever I want. I could de- delete it whenever I want, redownload whatever I want. So I, I'm more most likely going to play Payback more than Vampire because the last Need for Speed I played, I think it was Rivals. And I, I hated Rivals and didn't like the direction that the Need for Speed franchise was going. And I heard good things about Payback, but, you know, I was a little skeptical about it, but now that it's free, I can finally try it for myself. So, yeah. Huzzah. I quickly want to mention this uh, because you guys love it. Uh, Borderlands 3 is currently only $8 on PlayStation Store. And if you buy it for $8, yeah, if you buy it for $8, you get the PS5 upgrade for free. So, yeah. Even if you don't care to play the PS4 version, You'll pretty much be paying for the PS5 version for eight dollars. So mm-hmm. that's not bad. Yeah, if you want it, buy it, and you'll pay. You'll play a essentially seventy dollar game for eight dollars uh, when it so comes you out. Buy on all the DLC. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so, Ben. Um, let's see what else do we got here before we get to the big stuff. Um, oh, Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Red is under fire because yeah. they have implemented mandatory crunch time, six-day workdays to get the game released on its launch day in November. Uh, the reason they're getting mostly heat for this is because they promised back in, what was it, the start of the year, I believe it was, that they will last not year, I think be... It was. Oh, last year, that they will not be... Uh, issuing mandatory crunch time at all. It's against their policy or whatever. Uh, but now, they have to. Uh, of course, people are pissed. Crunch time is never fun. Every studio, I'm sorry to say, every company goes through it. Um, it's one of those things that's essentially just unavoidable uh, for a lot of developers, especially big third, uh, AAA developers. So, um, yeah, crunch time to get the game released in November. It's been delayed multiple times now. Um, but Ben, I want to st- start with you. Your thoughts on what's happening at CD Projekt Red, a fan favorite developer by a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, except for me. 
<laughs> you don't like CD Projekt Red? No, oh, they're a good company. There's just there's no games I like that they've made. So I'm not a big fan of the Witcher series. So understandable, yeah. understand. Uh, but your thoughts on Crunch then? Crunch is horrible, but most companies go through it, especially tech companies. Um, so I'm not shocked that they're doing it, but I'd rather they wait and delay the game again. As much as it'll piss some people off, but um, next gen is game. The next gen version is until next year anyway, so they might as well just delay it and have them both at the same time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's that's my my reason too. It sucks. Crunch time sucks. I know this. It, it sucks. We're everywhere, especially knowing that you try to push this in holiday season. That's that's not good for you know the workers. So like Ben, like Ben said, you already have a next gen come out next year. Why don't you delay and have both of them come out at the same time? It it doesn't make sense to have last gen have it now and then wait for next gen to have it next year when they both can experience it at the same time. At the same time. So it yeah, that's just my point on that. Yeah, here's my thing. Um, I feel like the reason this game is getting this crunch time, uh, obviously there's mo- probably multiple reasons, but I think one of the biggest ones is the fact that they are making a next-gen version as well. Um, because at that point, you are essentially putting resources on to a next version when you should have still been working on the old version. Um mm-hmm. And I feel like that hurts. Um, obviously, it's a multi-platform game. They have to make sure it works properly on everything. Um, but for me, when people talk about crunch time, and I said this a few moments ago, where I say it's unavoidable for most developers. And I feel like in this case, it was absolutely unavoidable. Um, because here's a game that was supposed to come out back, I believe, in February originally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it was delayed to I believe June or July, and then it got delayed again to November. Um, no, actually September. It's supposed to come out in September, um, mm-hmm. and delayed I'd again. Go, I'd argue about the next gen versions. Okay, uh, because chances are the next gen versions of the P- uh, PS5 and Xbox are just going to be based on the Ultra Sense on PC. That's true, but you also have to remember they're also making multiplayer mode for it as well. So you have development members who could have been helping you get this game done before crunch time happened, working on a multiplayer mode that we haven't even seen yet. Um, it, it's just my thought process. When I, I feel like before you do something that's going to be an additional part of the game, you should probably finish the, the core game first before you send resources to do other stuff. That's just how I feel. Um, but yes, again, delayed to September, and then again, delayed to November. Um, I personally feel like they've had plenty of time to get the game working mm-hmm. by November. Mm-hmm. I don't know what development-wise happened where they have to continuously keep delaying it and now have to go into crunch time. Uh, because you essentially delayed it by almost seven months. Yep. That's a big delay. That delay means that there is something fundamentally broken with your game before November or before February that you had to delay it twice now. Um, 
and clearly you weren't able to fix a lot of the issues that you had found by that time. Uh, so for me, crunch time, it does suck. I'm totally against it. But I also feel like if you don't have a deadline to get your game done and you constantly delay it and you delay and you delay and you delay, um, sure, you still have the job to do to finish it, but I feel like you get lazy because you're like, oh, I have plenty of time to get this one thing done now. And I feel like because you have this deadline that you have to work and strive for, in my opinion, you'll probably work a lot harder to get it done. Um, that, that's my thought process on it. And I, I bring examples of like Duke Nukem Forever. That game literally had no deadline, and it took them 10 years to finally get that game out. And I feel like it's just because they're lazy. They worked at their own pace. They were slow doing stuff, and it took them 10 years to get it out. CD Projekt Red may be an independent studio, and they can make these kind of calls, but they're also being, their game is being published by Namco Bandai. And uh, I don't remember who's publishing the game in North. I think it's Warner Brothers. I don't remember who's publishing um, Cyberpunk, but when you're going with The Witcher 3, that game was published by Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, as the publisher, they're probably like, okay, we can't afford to delay this game because we're paying you to make it. So you got to get it done. They can't afford these delays. So to me, I feel like, yes, it sucks. Crunch time sucks. And to me, it's just unavoidable. But it's also, in a way, necessary. Because if you have a deadline and you have essentially seven months of that time period to get this game ready to go because you delayed it twice you should probably be able to get a lot of stuff done by that. And anything else, release a patch for it. Like so many companies do. How many games are released completely broken and dead? And then they patch it within a week or two to make it functional. Um, I don't want that. But in this case, that might be what's going what's gonna to have to happen with Cyberpunk. So that's my thought process on it. Um, I might be wrong. You guys might want to hate me. You can go ahead now if you want to. But yes, Crunch Time is coming to that studio. So, anything else you guys want to add? Nope. nope. Alrighty. Well, I guess we should uh, move on to the big stuff, huh? Yes. Biggie, biggie. Uh, Sony allowed Japanese YouTubers to be the first, essentially, to play the PlayStation 5. Go hands-on with the PlayStation 5. Go hands-on with the DualSense controller. And they got to play, uh, I believe it was Astro's Playroom. Yeah, they got to, yeah. Astro's Playroom. They got to play Godfall. Yeah. And I think there was a third game, but I don't remember what that it was. More than that. Uh, they got to play Order? Devil May Cry 5. Yes, Devil May Cry 5. There you go. Uh, and Ballad Wonderland. Ooh, I didn't know about Ballad Wonderland at all. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. I, I so, yeah. Only one was able to play. No, two. Two were able to play Ballad Wonderland. Okay, so they got to Wait, play for. Oh, on... no, our website. Sorry. That's quite a few, actually. Okay. Okay, well, they got to play full on PS5 games. 
Microsoft had their hands-on with journalists and stuff for Xbox Series X, but they only got to play backwards compatible games. Uh, so that there's a big difference between the two, and people will argue, "Oh, Astro's Playroom is not really a game." Well, if it takes more than 20 minutes to get through, it's a real game. Uh, <laughs> it's about a 10-hour game, so it is a real game. Um, so yes, they got to go hands-on, uh, play some games. We learned some stuff. Low times was the big one. Um, Astro's Playroom uh, was one of the bigger featured ones uh apparently when you die in that game you respawn in about a second yeah which is crazy mm-hmm. to think about that's huge godfall uh takes about two seconds to respawn after you fall these are games on this generation you would probably wait a good 10 seconds to respawn mm-hmm. sometimes yep yeah mm-hmm. so it's definitely a big leap um and obviously, we saw some gameplay footage of Dark or Demon Souls, or instantaneous loading between zones. Ratchet and Clank was a great example of jumping from worlds with instantaneous save or loads. A lot of cool stuff. Um, but the controller was also featured heavily, and we learned that the DualSense controller, obviously, the lights change on the side of the touchpad to indicate which player you are. Uh, which is kind of what the PS4 did with its light bar. Uh, it changes colors depending on who has it. But what a lot of people didn't know and still didn't even notice was there are four lights uh, on the bottom of the touchpad uh, which indicate which player you are as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you look at the pictures, you'll see like if you're player one, only one light will appear. If you're player two, you'll have two lights show up and so on and so forth it looks really cool and i think it's a pretty cool addition to it to the controller um so yeah you guys uh have you watched any of the footage that they've shown off any of the hands-on information let's talk about loading times um alfonso Mm -hmm. have you watched any of the loading times in action the load times is crazy like i i i appreciate that we're we're cutting out loading times, but then again, it bothers me because loading time is what I use to refill drinks or get more snacks when <laughs> I'm in certain battles and stuff like that. And now I can't do that. That means I gotta prepare my gaming session before I actually turn on my PS5. So I love it. Like seeing it is like I can't believe that. We're finally, we finally getting this in this generation. But then again, like, God damn it, I gotta like, I gotta pause the game. That, like, now I can't use loading times no more. I gotta actually pause the game to go upstairs to use the bathroom or go drink something or whatever because there's no more loading times. Like seeing that, it's like it felt, it felt unreal. But it also got you excited because if it's a game like God of War Horizon, like I don't gotta wait on loading times no more. I could just. It's just like you just continue out that screen being there. So I'm all for it. You know, part of me hates it a little bit, but all for it. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, I should also mention uh, Spider-Man Remastered. Um, a lot of people were sad to say that they're probably not going to see the subway scenes when you fast yeah. travel. Um, yeah. They did confirm that even though when you play the game, it's so fast you won't see them. 
you can actually go into the options and turn them on if you wanted to. So you'll watch the scenes, but the game would all be loaded, and you can just skip it whenever you want. That's so, nice. That's, yes. that's good that they did that, yes. Um, ben, your thoughts. Load um, time and stuff. I actually feel like the Astro Bot game will probably actually... I've said this a few times in the past, and I know this will sound a little weird to a lot of people, but I feel like some of the load times are actually going to be fake. And I really think the Astro, Astro Bot faint because I watched it load for the, it took a little bit of time to load into the game. Well, not long, but longer than what people are thinking it would be. I feel like some of it, like, because there's like a flashing light as you teleport to the level, I wouldn't be surprised if they haven't artificially slowed it down because of worries about epilepsy. Um, and I really feel like some of the loading screens will actually be artificial just because they want, as. Alfonso said he takes a small break, and I feel like the games will load so fast that they don't actually need them anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, at least it means you're going to lose some weight. We all lose some weight with this. <laughs> no, we also gain some weight because we can't go pee, so it's, it swings around the belts. <laughs> uh, they've also done a side-by-side comparison now of Astro's Playroom's loading times compared to yeah. when Jeff Kinley got to play it. <laughs> Uh, and those loading times have also been decreased significantly since the time yes. Jeff Kinley got to play it as well. So, crazy stuff. Like, I'm excited for a lot of the games that take a long time to load, like the Souls games would. Uh, obviously, if you look at Godfall, you look at that game and you're like, God, if I die, it's going to take me forever to load back in. Uh, but now you don't have to worry about that. The SSD is just amazing. It. It should have happened last generation. I don't know why we waited so long. Um, but it's here. So be happy about that. Um, Astro's Playroom is also a very small game, apparently. It only takes up one 150th space on the PS5. So I believe it's like only... I said I think they said it's only like 2 gigs or something. So 2.5, I think it was. 2.5. So yeah, very small game for about a 10-hour experience. But it is... A small game. Who knows how Call of Duty is going to take up space? Because that oh, game God. right now, right now, Modern Warfare takes up 250 gigs on your hard drive. <laughs> 250 gigs. Insanity. Gig on PC. Insanity. Oh man. Um, so is it true that the 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 PS5 is going to start with 625 around yes. 625? Oh, uh, it's not confirmed, not but confirmed. that's pretty much what they're what they're believing. Yeah. Yes. So we lose about a hundred and sixty-one. Of the hundred sixty-one is basically for the system. Yeah. Essentially, plus whatever the day one patch is going to be that you'll have to, or the and day plus one update. The hardware limits are, because remember, um, um, Okay, this can be confusing for some people, but a gigabyte is 1,024 megabytes. But to make it simplified for the consumer, it rounds down on products to 1,000 megabytes. So every 10 gigabytes, you actually lose 240 megabytes because of the hardware. If you, um, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Yes. So that's another reason why there's a yeah some of the space being consumed. 
Uh, I think it was something like 105 gig is used by the OS on PS5. And then the rest is just, you know, data that's used, that's lost. Mm. So, yeah, unfortunately, space is going to be an issue. <laughs> Definitely. Um, what else? Uh, the PS5 uh, has noticeably fan noise is gone it has no noise it's very quiet it's very silent and it doesn't seem to heat very much uh it remains cold uh this is after 80 minutes of consecutive play uh reported by some of the uh youtubers um i think that's a big thing because if you play some ps4 games i know this has happened to me where i start the game and it sounds like a freaking F-16 jet plane taking off. Yes. Jet engine. <laughs> jet engine. And I'm like, uh, are you okay, buddy? <laughs> um, and then on the opposite so yeah. with the Xbox, there's been some rumors recently. Again, this is rumors, no confirmed information yet. Um, mm -hmm. That the Xbox One is actually overheating after about 40 to 50, after two hours. Oh, my God. There it and is. And it's actually getting it's... really warm when it, you're just in standby. Is it is it gonna beat the three sixty seventy percent fail rate? Again, this is all rumors, <laughs> by the way. I, I, I'm not seeing any official confirmation by anyone, but I think that's because it's all under NDA. Well, maybe, yeah. But even if it was, like, it would be kind of jacked up if they're like, only tell us the good things during your previews. <laughs> I mean, it's Microsoft. That, that's your NDA. Only the positives. <laughs> yeah. So it's good to stress that this was. 80 minutes of consecutive play. Um, yeah. I believe that's how much they, how much time they had to play uh, the various games they got to play. Mm -hmm. um, but still, great news, because, man, sometimes that PS4... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, going with a North American tradition, uh, the... O button is now being replaced by the X button as the main confirm button on the PS5. For those who didn't know, up until pretty much now, if you buy a Japanese game, or not mm -hmm. a Japanese, if you buy a game in Japan, O is the main button that you hit to confirm everything. It's not X. <laughs> X was a North American thing. I don't know what it is in the UK, Ben. What is it in the UK? Same. It's just Japan that's different. Yeah, O was, was the big one over there. Uh, now it's going to be the X in Japan as well. So, or the cross, as, as they officially called it. It's always going to be an X to me. Screw you with the cross crap. Um, cross going to give but, it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, any thoughts on that small little detail? I guess this threw the uh, YouTubers off a lot when they try to play the game because they're so used to hitting the O button. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know how they're going to adjust to that. I mean, if I they mean, told I'm me it was to adjust to it, uh, when uh, I've been playing Genshin Impact on PC, and Genshin Impact has the Japanese controls for PlayStation. <laughs> there it is. So I switch <laughs> between PlayStation and PC occasionally, and I have to go between the Japanese default controls and the. You, everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, if you tell me that it was reversed for North America, yeah, I'm never touching that 
<laughs> uh, unfortunately. <laughs> um, some more news came out about Godfall. Uh, this was actually before this event. Uh, Godfall, as we know, has gone gold. It will officially launch with the PS5 on November 12th. But what we didn't know, but we know now, is A, you have to have a PlayStation Plus subscription to play the game. Mm-hmm. And it's you have to have an internet connection. So it's always connected online. Um, I expected the always connected online because it's technically going to be a games-as-a-service game. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was not expecting was the requirement of PlayStation Plus to play it. Specifically yeah. because they keep talking about how you can play through the game by yourself, single player, without any need to do online stuff. Um, that's not cool to me. I don't like having two things required to play one game. Um, I hate that shit. Uh, but Ben, thoughts on that for you? I mean, if it's always online, then I expected PlayStation Plus requirements, so... True. Yeah. I guess, but then you don't need a PlayStation Plus subscription to play 14. Yeah, you don't need it to play Genshin Impact. You don't need a Plus subscription. Fantasy 14 is a sub game, so it doesn't need the Plus because of that. And Warframe doesn't need free to play. PS5. All free to play games don't need it. But the oh, games cool. I pay for, I have to still pay for PS Plus? You're okay with that? That's how it's been. <laughs> That's not cool, man. <laughs> Alrighty. I, if Xbox you... where all free-to-play games need gold as well. Yeah, that's true. But if that's how you feel, uh, any other thoughts on that, Ben? No, not really. I, I don't have an issue with Godfall needing it, especially if there's a constant online environment. You know, people can jump in and out of your game. That's technically online. I guess, yeah. Alfonso? Your thoughts? Yeah, like Ben said, I, I was expecting this. This is, like I said, online online game, you need plus. So if you don't have plus, you're playing 60, you're playing 70 for that. That's 130. That's a little steep for just one game and a subscription. Um, my option, um, and this website kind of do this a lot. But if you go to cdkeys.com and you look for North America and UK, um, you can get PlayStation Plus for half the price. So you would spend 30 or 30 60 So that could kind of save you the price. So instead of 130 you'd be paying 100 I don't know if people will want to pay, pay for Godfall, but if you're looking to pay for it and don't have Plus, that could be an option to save $30. Just throwing it out there. But um, other than that, yeah, it, it sucks that you need both for it, but yeah, I was expecting that, so. Hmm. Yeah. Alrighty then. Um, the Pathless uh, was announced as a launch title for the PS5 as well. Uh, for those who don't know, the Pathless is the game where uh, it's this open world adventure game. You play as uh, this archer and this giant eagle that flies around in the world. And you have to stop this darkness that's spreading through the world. It actually looked pretty cool when I first saw it. Um, it oh, yeah. That game. Yeah, that game does look good. Yeah. Yeah, they announced that it will be a launch title coming to both uh, 
PS5 and PS4 on November 12th. Uh, it was also ruled out as the first free PS Plus game on the PS5. The developer confirmed that they are not that game. Uh, do you guys think that there is going to be a free PS5 game at launch yes. for PS Plus? You do? Yes. Yeah. Which one? Imagine if they won too. It'd be like, the reason why Spider-Man Remastered isn't sold separately is because it's a plus game. Well, that's just going to piss people off. We already bought the freaking Ultimate Edition. (laughs) 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 That's awesome, man. Uh, Well, I I personally feel like if there is going to be free PS Plus or 5 game, a PS5 game, it's going to be Bug Snacks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But snacks. It, even though I don't think it's been confirmed as a launch title yet, <laughs> <laughs> so it could still come out in November, but not on the same day. Uh-huh. But Go yeah, ahead. just thinking about it, like because we're getting the PS Plus collection, which we're getting what is it like seventeen games straight uh-huh. off the bat with PS Plus. So I don't know if they if they're really gonna do a free one. In all honesty, I think they will. But I don't think it's going to be a full player. I think it's going to be an indie tech game. You think so? Yeah. Like how we got, what's it? Resogun and stuff like that at launch. So let me ask you. Let me let me ask you this this theory. When PS Five comes out, do you yeah. do you think they will still do PS Plus games for PS Four? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think they're finally going to give you Killzone Shadowfall for free. The one game people have been wanting on PS Plus for whatever reason. They can buy it for like $3. Exactly. <laughs> Still too much. <laughs> <laughs> or Nag. Everybody's been wanting Nag for God knows how long. Oh, man. And that gets but, discounted so many times. But definitely, they, they will. I think we'll start seeing a lot of the bigger AAA games. Uh, appearing free on PS Plus, which is kind of what they did with the PS3. A lot of the bigger games started coming for free on PS Plus when PS4 came out as well for PS3. So mm. definitely, um, Outriders. If you guys remember that game, uh, it's the Square Enix looter shooter that was also scheduled to release on the PS5 and PS4 for the launch time for the launch of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X has reportedly been delayed to next year, February 21st of next year. Uh, To be exact, this is according to a Steam update. So the game obviously coming out for PC as well, but Steam now has the game listed as releasing on February 21st. Were you guys looking forward to this game, or did you even know about it? I don't even remember this game. What what is this game? (laughs) It's a third-person looter shooter, kind of like Destiny. Um, it was actually gaining a lot of traction when they, they had a cool little event earlier uh, last year, I believe it was, um, and er, before the whole pandemic started. Yeah, they had one this year before the whole pandemic started. Um, well, it started at the start of the year, but before it became super serious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it actually looked pretty fun. So they, they constantly updated with the game, like releasing new uh, character footage and new classes that you get to play with. 
but for the last few months, they've been really silent on the game, which people now believe is a fact that it is being delayed. They just haven't officially announced it. Another one bites the dust, you guys. Thoughts? Ben, are you okay with this? Not really on your radar? It wasn't in, on my radar anyway. It looked good. And I was tempted, but not at launch. So, yeah. Who knows when it comes out, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it depends on when it comes out, you know. At the end of the yeah. year, too many good games I wanted. So it wasn't really on my radar, but if it comes out in a dead month, maybe. <laughs> I have Already. to look it up. I, I have to look it up because... Without you telling me, Gary, I don't know what the hell this game was about. So, no, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to this because I know nothing about it. So, <laughs> yeah. Nice, dude. Nice. Um, I think that's kind of it. Um, I do also want to mention that uh, the PS5 doesn't look as big as people made it out to be. Um, it's still pretty tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not as tall as what people were comparing it to, I think. Um, now that I saw it in the comparison screenshot to a human, for example, um, it looks obviously bigger than the PS4. Uh, the PS4 was slightly smaller than the PS3, um, but not as tall as they said it was. So, yeah, still excited for it. Still love yeah. the look of it. Um, anything you want to add on the size, Ben? You still think it's a thick boy? It's a chunky boy, and I love him. Yeah, baby. I love him. <laughs> or her. I love or... that. <laughs> That's not the script. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was some leaked footage that came out before this uh, Japanese YouTuber presentation of... Somebody who apparently has the PS5, except their controller is black. Um, I don't know if you saw this, um, but it, they also show the boot-up screen of the PS5. Um, and the boot-up screen kind of looks legitimate, because it looks kind of like uh, scenes that Sony has teased of what it looks like, where it's got stars in the background um, with the light shining down. It's something we've seen that's f from Sony uh, multiple times. But, again, I don't know if you guys seen it. Let me link it to you. And oh, yeah, seen it. You've seen it? Alfonso, have you seen it? No, let me see what you're talking about. Uh... Uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, black controller, if it's real? I think it looks trashy compared to the actual DualSense controller that it we looks... see now. I, it looks like a prototype to me. That's what it that one looks like. Reminds me of the like. Net controllers. Net Yorozzi? Mm -hmm. I've never heard of it. You never heard of the <laughs> Net Yorozzi? However no. you say it. It was a PS1 development kit you could buy to make like indie games. Oh, nice. Uh, it came out on a black play PlayStation 4 and had like grey buttons. Um, black PS1, sorry. Mm-hmm. You could, you didn't have the full access to like a full development kit, but yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. Uh, do you think it's real though, or do you I think it's know. all fake? 
It could be real. It has a health warning and stuff, but until we know more information, I'm going to go with fake. Even a controller? Oh, yeah. It could be easy 3D printed. <laughs> but functioning. Eh. Well, functioning to the point that we can tell he's pressing a button to turn on the system. But we don't actually that, but see there was a little, there, Someone posted that there's a little cursor on one of the pi on some of it, so like a yeah, mouse cursor. Mm hmm So On the screen? On the screen, yeah. Oh interesting. Yeah, so if if this is real, uh the furthest I'm gonna go with it is it's the dev kit controller. Um, yeah. before it was finalized, or it's just the prototype that they're running. Yeah. So mm -hmm. Did you finally get to watch it, Alfonso? I did, and it it looks similar to what they showed in the PS5 reveal. It was a small glimpse of the starter screen. Mm -hmm. The screen was either yellow or orange, and it looked exactly like that. So I'm pretty sure it's real as well. Yeah, so this guy uh, is saying that he will release a full video of the startup and the UI and everything for the right price. So he wants people to pay him to give them this footage. <laughs> Seriously, when it's a month away, like, people, people, we waited this long, and people's gonna blow this just that no we are a month away. Yeah, I no kind of hope Sonny does a dick move and be like, someone pays him, and then as soon as someone pays him, they just release it. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic it is uh, but that's it for me anything else you guys want to add talk about genshin impact ben let's talk about Yay. genshin impact i'm looking at all these merchandise and i want it all <laughs> genshin impact this is a chinese developed uh free-to-play open world action rpg yeah. um a lot of people compared this to breath of the wild because of the art style uh, which is understandable. They said that yeah. Breath of the Wild was a big inspiration to them, but this is not Breath of the Wild in any way. <laughs> not I even like close. People also call it Breath of the Waifu now. Breath of the Waifu. Character designs are insanely good, especially oh, yeah. the waifus and the husbandos, man. Are you yeah. kidding me? All the characters look great. They do. But this game has literally taken the industry by storm, I believe. I'm seeing a lot of people who didn't have any interest in it downloaded to play it just because it's free, and now they're absolutely hooked on it. Let um, me. Well, I kind of loved it in the first place, but <laughs> yeah, and they're loving it. And I gotta say, I told you this earlier, Ben. This is, in my opinion, the most um, what's the word I used? Welcoming free to play game. I'd say essentially, yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It is easily that. Um, doesn't force money on you. I don't get pop-ups every time I open a menu to go to the shop and buy this or buy that. None of that stuff is there. Um, and I feel like I don't have to spend money to get things in that game because all the characters that you can summon, well, not all of them, most of them, you get through the story anyway. Well, so, some of them. But you get so many free things that, you know, I don't have an issue with it. You know, 
I, I've yeah. done the I've done the do fifty summons reward, and I <laughs> I haven't paid anything. So nice. Uh, yeah, uh, the most user friendly. That's the one I was saying. The most okay. user friendly free to play game. Yeah. Um, and it's a game that you look at and you're like, any other company could have easily charged full price for this game. Yes, and um, still charge for the gotcha. Exactly, but they didn't. They have a full story that's taking Ben is like thirty hours further ahead than me, and yeah. he still hasn't finished the story. I'm on um, chapter one. <laughs> I'm on chapter one. Who knows how many chapters there are? Um, I actually haven't seen anybody who's reached the end game yet. Quite honestly, um, so I don't even I, know what's really there. I know Mister Happy streams, and he's on chapter thirty-two. He's on a, a red rank thirty-two now, I think, or something like that. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. So, yeah, Ben, tell me the things you love about this game, please. Because there is a lot that I love. Okay, I normally hate open world games because of the exploration, because it's always open world, but there's always limits. And I like this because pretty much anywhere you see, you can climb or glide across or, in some case, skate across if you freeze the water. Again, that's another thing. I love the um, environmental changes you can do, like... Um, you can set the grass on fire and then switch to a wing character and spread the fire. Or mm -hmm. as my favorite combo is I play as Barbara, who is a water user. Um, she makes all the enemies wet with her, like, <laughs> with her singing. She makes me wet. <laughs> oh my god. And then you switch to your lightning abilities and then it will, like, spread between the enemies. So it's like, really, I just love the combat system. I love the exploration. Um, I love all the hidden stuff. Hell, even doing the daily passes is yeah, the daily commissions. I don't think I've had the same commission once yet. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I've had the same idea, same structure, but not the actual same story. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you that's you, you definitely hit hit it right on the head when it comes to the open world thing. I've had open world fatigue for a while now, and yeah. playing this game has made me so happy with its open world because you won't go five minutes just running in this open world without finding something to do in it. Um, whether you see a random chest that's being guarded that you want to go and unlock by killing the enemies or a random puzzle to solve um, or you know a, a random event that would happen in that area. There's always something to do and there's always a reward for doing it. A reward. Um, the game rewards you for doing everything that you do in it. And I think it's amazing. Uh, through the achievements that you can earn, through the Adventurer Handbook, there's so many things to do in the Adventurer Handbook as well, like the world monsters, or even just, you know, things like opening 20 chests to, to unlock the next chapter stuff um, in the Handbook. There's just always something there to reward you. Um, I, so far, I haven't felt like I needed to go out of my way to get a certain material to level up a weapon or upgrade a weapon. And that's the cool thing. I, you can find this stuff. And one thing I really love about it is you can go to the material in the menu and you click on more info on the material. And when you click on more info, it will literally tell you where you can get that material and at what time and what day. I don't know if you noticed this, Ben. Yeah, it's really but good. And it, you can also yeah. wait until that time of day as well. Yeah, it'll say 
uh, available uh, from this monster on Fridays through Sundays. Yeah. That's what it would say. <laughs> You're like, cool. So I'll wait on Friday and try to get it from this monster. Or if you don't want to wait, you can actually go and buy it at one of the in the jewelry shop that they have. You have to use the rare material or the rare currency that that you acquire, but you can buy it if you want to do it that way. If you don't want to wait with that currency, uh, I just feel like I'm constantly being rewarded in that game for everything that I do, um, and I love it. You mentioned the combat. Uh, my favorite combination, Ben, is uh, setting the enemy on fire then hitting them with electricity and then using wind to essentially create a tornado that's both lightning and fire that hits them repeatedly. I love doing it. And you see the little effects of the fire and the lightning and the tornado. It's really cool. Um, A lot of cool stuff in this game. And like you said, you can climb everything, glide anywhere you want to. It's fun stuff. Alfonso, get on it. Right now. (laughs) I would, but Crash is taking up all my time. Crash. Uh, you can do the right thing and just crash that game into the wall and start something else. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. So yes, Genshin Impact. Go play the it. The only issue I have really is the co-op. I wish we had more stuff we could do online with friends. I wish fact. there was some reward for the chests. Because when yes, you're joining it... someone... You just like sat there while I open stuff. Yeah, you don't get anything. Only the host player yeah. gains the rewards from chess. Yeah, very little stuff you can do in co-op right now, unfortunately. Um, and quite honestly, even the dungeons, single player, the dungeons in the single player are also really short, uh, just as they are in the multiplayer. So, yeah, they got to give you more rewards for playing with you. But I spent like four hours with friends. Play together for a. Yeah, if you play for long periods of time with your friends, like yeah. only one person is really getting the benefit of all that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Anything else you want to add, Ben? Genshin Impact. Um, no, I'm really hyped for it. And I can't wait till the next patch. Yeah, baby. Good game. Good game. It's another open world. So. Yeah, they're gonna expand it. Uh, they said. <laughs> Uh, they they're planning a total of seven massive cities. Uh, right now, we only have access to two, so map's going to become huge. And they've just released some merch in in China, and I converted the prices, and they're crazy. <laughs> I wish they were. <laughs> you know that plush toy I showed you because there's a plush Pyman toy. Yes. Um. That would be $16. That's actually pretty cheap. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're really good. Um, oh, I thought you meant like crazy. Like, no. I thought you were going to say it's like $70 for this push toy. I was like, are you crazy? No, that's not even including the shipping handle. really beautiful. And that's uh, like can you 60... link me to this store, please? <laughs> yeah, sure. We can't buy any of it because, you know. Sure, we can. Yeah, look at, look at all these. Look. Look at that mouse pad. I want that mouse pad. I want that Paimon statue. <laughs> uh, nice. But yeah, so anyways, um, I think that's it. I'm, so- yeah. 
I'm sorry. Anything but I'm else? About the fact that you got a mouse pad for sixty CNY, and which is about what six pounds. Well, plus whatever thirty dollars shipping and handling. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I paid for more than that in just going from here. So, yeah. Huh? Uh, anyway, sorry. Genshin Impact. Right. I love it. So do I. Anything else, Alfonso? Anything else you want to talk about? You want to mention? Not really. Not really. You're just all sad and depressed because of Crash, huh? You're like, man, yes. I'm going to have so yes. much fun playing this game for six-year-olds when you discover that the game is for Dark Souls fans only. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known too, because like the Insane Trilogy and the original Crash Bandicoot games were hard too, man. Especially yes, the they Insane were. Trilogy, they yes. were hard. I should have expected this. Like yes. when they hinted, when they hinted that they was remastering, remastering the Insane Trilogy based off that one level in Charted Four, I said, like, "Please don't be hard." That's even the level <laughs> in Charted Four was hard. I was like, "Oh God, no! Don't do this." <laughs> Yeah, Crash, Crash Four. It's about time. A platformer that's not for kids. <laughs> it has all the ideas for children, but that game is hard as crap. <sighs> a lot of stuff to find and collect. A lot of it. I'm glad you're liking it, <laughs> Alfonso. <laughs> shoutouts and where can people stalk you in real life? Address. Zip code. Shout out to you, Ben. Shout out to you, <laughs> Gary. Um, like always, I'm glad you have me on for another episode. Like always, it's been fun. It's been informative. It's been funny. Um, Gary, you need to stop with your stalker shit because, yeah, that's just a little creepy. Um, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Try to look through your periscope and whatnot. My periscope? <laughs> <laughs> You you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Ali Chan Savage. I better get some badass detail, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Look at, that. Look at that ingrown hair on his chin. You better pop that thing soon. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> see it from 200 miles away. <laughs> Ben, <laughs> shout out to where can people reach you? I'd like to shout out to both my hosts, Gary and Alfonso. Thank you for, for you know, being on as always. I shout out to everyone that listens to the show. Thank you all. Huzzah. Uh, shout out to you guys as always. Thank you for uh, being here. Thank you for letting me host, Ben. Uh, it's always fun to talk to you guys. Shout outs to the listeners and the fans. Uh, shout outs to Tim and his wife right now, especially. Um, yeah. I'm not going to say anything besides that. So shout out to them. Uh, shout out to my boy Ed, um, Chris, and everybody else. You can reach me at Gagwaush. That's J G L A U S H on Twitter. That's it. That's Unchained. Ben, I'll Bye let you take it. Bye. <laughs> go, play, go download Genshin, Genshin Impact.
Go, go download it. Do not buy Crash. Do not play Crash. Tips for the week. Bye, everyone.